We, we are back. Yes. And you know, thankfully, I caught that I was using the wrong microphone just now and I switched that. Do I, do I sound better? Does it you, sound you, better? You sound amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we are back with another episode of the Fusion Underground and you have to forget for, forgive us forget about us i almost said forget about us you have to forget. well it's a freudian slip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to forgive us we are completely firing on about two out of 18 cylinders mm -hmm. we we're actually recording on monday the 12th we normally record on on saturdays and yes. due to complications over the weekend one day got postponed to the next day. And then of course we run a very technologically advanced starship here at the Fusion Underground. And so due to technical issues, we were unable to record last night on Sunday. So then it got punted to tonight and here we are. And um, well, we're just kind of freestyling it. Freestyle, I love it. That's what, that's, well, that's what we're all about here. We're, we are yeah. about the freestyle here at the Fusion Underground. We're just like, you know, whatever. Why we not? don't need no show prep. <laughs> makes lucy very nervous welcome to my world this is how i record every saturday night so it's no different for me oh <laughs> uh, so uh, we have no idea what's going to happen we have ah. absolutely no idea what's going to happen but here we are we are at uh, episode 10 of our second season wow. i think really this makes it the end of season two actually does it? We did 10 episodes last season, and then we had a couple of filler ones in there, and then we started kicked off season two. That's and, right. Uh, so I guess that means we technically have like 24 episodes. Wow. Like, yeah. like Jack Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Like Jack Bauer, right, right, right. Nowhere near as epic. Yeah, though. no, nowhere. Yeah, never, I'm, never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even try. Yeah, yeah. Well, here at the Fusion Underground, what we try to do is we try to make sense of the world by having principled discussions about such topics as entertainment, current events, politics, and culture. Our mission is to educate people to become critical thinkers so they can live more empowered and happier lives. As always, I'm your host Manuel Ramirez, and I'm joined as always. In the virtual studio by my wonderful brother Jason Moret. Here's always. Here's always. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love that we say we're going to have principal discussions. I think we, <laughs> I don't think we've stuck to that format at least the last couple episodes. Yeah, we've been all over the place. <laughs> we've been everywhere, but it's been fun. It's been a blast. I've it's enjoyed been, it. Yeah, it's been an absolute blast. So um, as always, you can catch all of our stuff over at uh, fusionunderground.net. And we do have a Facebook page. You can catch us there at facebook.com forward slash azfusionunderground. You can catch all of our podcast uh, audio feeds off of either Anchor, Breaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Apple. All of those RSS feeds are also available on our website at fusionunderground.net. And you can send us email, contact at fusionunderground.net. So like, as mentioned, we're kind of freestyling it today, but but to kick us off, I do have a couple of little fun things to show I, you. I love it. All right. So, so um, one thing that I wanted to start off with here is uh, I thought this was cute. I thought this was, I thought this was funny. I think you'll get a kick out of this. Um, so as you can see, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to enable the video panel so I can see your lovely face. You want to see my reaction. To yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part. <clears throat> so check this out. This is a uh, highway stop. Yep. We got a field sobriety test going field on. Field sobriety like. test happening here. Okay. Check it out. All right. Well, you got a pretty good balance. Thank there, you. Huh? I want you to step, bump, step, bump, bump, step, bump, step, bump, bump. Five, six, seven, eight. Step, bump, step, bump, bump, step, bump, step, bump, bump. bump. Pot of beret, kickball change. What the? Okay. Five, six, seven, eight. What? Wow. You know what would be good is if you hit kicked and then you kind of. Did that? And then. That was good. That would be. This is straight up Rodney Carrington right answer. there. No. No, 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 not a, I'm, I'm just drunk. <laughs> oh, you a dancer? No, sir, I'm, I'm just, just drunk. drunk. Oh, shit. <laughs> you caught me. Isn't that great? That's great. Uh, good, oh, it's classic. Good, good stuff. I have another one here. Okay. Um, oh, <sighs> this one. This one. This one's a good one here. I gotta hold on. All right. Let me bring this back. So you can stop <laughs> you looking got this at, under Okay, there we go. <laughs> so you can stop looking at my <clears throat> my Mass Effect background. No, everybody loves the Mass Effect Band of Brothers mm. background. I've gotten comments on that, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that screenshot or that yeah. uh, Band of Brothers mm -hmm. Mass Effect. Okay, check this one out. This okay, one, checking. this one, what is also absolutely hysterical. Moments for customers at a Kansas Home Depot. Police responded to reports of a bomb threat at the store in Wichita. A customer alerted employees. A man inside the bathroom said there was a bomb in the building. Police were able to locate the man responsible for those comments, and that man told police he warned other guests to leave the restroom because he was, quote, uh, fixing to blow it up, but had no intention of causing a panic. And also told police others in the room laugh, understanding his joke, which I'm just now getting. Home Depot says they will not be pressing charges. But I can tell you right now, you asked the producer for me to read that. You know? 
To Ethan now, please. No. To go to a no, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. <laughs> so now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 <laughs> if <laughs> so, obviously, this took place in the men's bathroom. Yes. Oh yeah, I hope so. Okay. Okay. So let's say let's say you're walking into the men's restroom. Okay. Uh-huh. And on your way into said men's restroom, you see another guy Uh and he tells you, Hey man, you better get out of here. Cause I'm fixing to blow this place up. I'm bu- I'm going to blow this, but bu- I'm going to blow this up. I'll be all, Oh dude, give me tip. Give me five minutes. I just got to go to the bathroom real quick. Just hold it. Hold it. Just five minutes. You know what? Two minutes. I'll make it quick. <laughs> Would your reaction be to run and tell security? No, but you gotta understand. <laughs> I'm the guy that would That's, go into the bathroom that would be and go, saying that. All right, y'all roll out because I'm gonna blow this thing up right now. <laughs> I'm the one that would do that, not the. Oh my gosh, I I think it was funnier that that news anchor had no idea, either didn't get prepped on the story appropriately or what, or seriously just got that. That's terrible. The poor poor. <laughs> I oh wouldn't my admit gosh. that. That's for lot. That's for dang sure. I wouldn't sit there. I just got that. <sighs> my God, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's so... could I see myself going into a men's room and going, "All right, everybody out! I'm gonna blow this up." <laughs> yes, yes, I could. <laughs> Actually, want to believe that I've done that at, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that is oh, just. Man. That is yeah. just, uh, that's just actually, awful. I believe I've given the warning. Okay. You've been, if you're warned. not done. You better hurry up because I'm going to own this bathroom here real quick. You've been warned. So I have another one here and this one, um, you know, we've been, we've been talking about uh, the ridiculousness of COVID now for, uh, for a while, oh, but yeah. uh, I, I want you to check out here. Let me, I'm going to, I'm going to do something here. Cause I need to get this prepped and I don't want you to see it until I'm like, Oh, okay. Ready to go. You, you should probably just not share the screen then. Cause yeah, well, I can't, I can't do it unless it's, <laughs> I have to share it in order to size the window. So just, you hush. we have to pass it so we can see what's in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> F to the U. Okay. Sorry. All right. Ah, okay. So here, here, uh, this, you know, we've been, so we've been talking about for weeks now, if not months, we've been talking about the stupidity of that is COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Um, well, be specific, not COVID, but our generalized response to it. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Our general response to COVID. Okay. Okay. Um, so with that, with that in mind, I have to reshare my screen. I clicked the wrong button. So check this out.
what you are looking at, oh. for those of you who do not have video, it's an it's a shot. Somebody, I think it's it's a dad or another parent. They're standing up on a balcony in a gymnasium, and it's a recent prom at a high school, and they're filming down onto the dance floor, and <clears throat> all of the couples are slow dancing back to back. So they've each couple, if you can imagine each couple, they have rather than facing each other, they have flipped around. So their backs are pressed up against each other and they're wrapping their arms and lock interlocking their arms and kind of wobbling around on the dance floor. But all of the couples are doing that. Yeah, and they're all wearing masks as well. So they all have masks on. This is the mm -hmm. level of stupid that we've achieved uh, over over COVID. That's so sad. You know, I, I, I figured I'd be sad watching my daughter go to a, uh, her first dance and, you know, slow dancing with some boy, but, um, I think I'd be more sad seeing that. Right. I mean, who wants to go to prom and the only interaction you have with your date is you guys are butt rubbing, um, and you never get to, you know, dance face to face <laughs> because you're, you've got to lock arms and, and back lock that's that's lame you dude oh i i i don't even know what to do with that anymore like i don't know what i don't know what to do with that it's so ridiculous it's so, so sad i i have no this is we're talking again we're talking about something that 99.9 percent .9 of the population recovers from 99.85 percent Ooh, okay yeah. 99.85 whatever but we're also talking about high school kids, which I think they literally have a 99.9% .9 chance of survival yeah. at that yeah. age. Uh, so, so we're talking about a virus where the vast, vast majority of people are going to recover from. And we're treating this as if it's the next bubonic plague, as if it's Ebola, uh, the hantavirus. <clears throat> and I've said yeah, this numerous it's, times. It's, yeah. the, it's not the hantavirus. It's the coronavirus, for crying out loud. <clears throat> it's look i am not is it serious yeah are we all likely going to get it yes yes we are are we all likely going to survive yes yes we are and even at the age the demographic of over 70 that's the highest probability of, of fatality even over 70 years of age, the survivability rate of COVID is 95.68%. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and this uh, is not new. Ridiculous. We've been, we've been no. saying this and talking about it from day one. Yeah. And, you know, the more cases get discovered, <laughs> that's the thing. We're talking about all these new cases, new cases, new cases. And now, you know, there's this outbreak of new cases in this state and in this area. Yes, there is. But the survivability rate has actually gone up, not down. The more <laughs> we become exposed, the more people get exposed, the more people survive it without any treatment whatsoever. It's just sickening maddening isn't it beyond maddening pisses me off <clears throat> well so i i do have so i have another video here that i wanted to play for you okay um and <clears throat> uh -oh. you know for for those who don't know me 
Okay. Uh, I'm a conservative. All right. I am. As shocking as that is. Uh, it's what? I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm appalled. How have you kept this from me this whole time? <laughs> <clears throat> I, you know, I, I'm a conservative. And there are so many times when, I, when I'm talking with people and they find out I'm a conservative and they, they ask me, well, why? Like, okay. most, you know, most people don't know what that means. Unless sure. if you're not a conservative, if you're not a conservative, if you're a liberal or you, you know, you have these kind of these different labels that you attach yourselves to, they hear conservative and they don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I always stress to people is, well, just to put it simply, there, there's a long, there's a big conversation that I can have with anybody about what it sure. means to be a conservative. But usually the easy way, the easy um, explanation for the sake of time is I, that I like to give people is, well, I, I like freedom. Mm-hmm. I prefer a small government influence into my daily yes. life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, there's, a, there's more that goes on to that because a lot of times people don't equate maximum freedom with conservatism. Okay. And so there's a lot, like I said, there's a bigger conversation to have there. Um, You know, there used to be a time in the United States where if you were a liberal, then liberal was actually, um, that actually stood for maximizing liberty and maximizing freedoms. But the progressives eventually co-opted that term and, and now we use it as a pejorative against liberalism to talk about how they actually want to constrain and control people. Now, <clears throat> when I talk about freedom, you would think that that would be a very universal thing that people say, you know what, I like that. I want to have freedom. But there are a large number of Americans who don't actually want that. I understand kind of where you're going with that or think I do. Um and I'm shocked to believe that, yes, I think that is absolutely true. Yeah. But I don't know that that's because they, they are intimidated or scared of, of liberty. I believe that they don't want to have to face the responsibility of facing their own problems and want to hand all of that over to a government with a very liberal amount of influence into everyone's daily life. And when you talk about um, conservative versus liberal, <clears throat> I think most people or a lot of people believe that that was, um, you know, how much freedom they actually enjoyed. The liberals meaning more liberty mm-hmm. and conservative meaning less. It's actually quite opposite. It's really more of a statement of conservatives believe in a conservative influence of government upon <clears throat> the American people or the citizenry sure. and the liberal mindset is actually that where the government has a more liberty in influencing our daily lives um, and controls. Sure. And, and, you know, there's an interesting thing when you look at, and there's, I'm going somewhere with this. It's all leading up to this video that I'm going to show you here in a minute. Right. Okay. Uh, so when, when talking about the difference between liberalism and, cons- or I should say liberals and conservatives, there's, there is a psychological uh, correlation 
that relates to the big five characteristic traits of human personality. Two of those, per, two of those big five traits are conscientiousness and open, open-mindedness. And what, it, what, what we found out is liberals, those who identify as liberals, score really high on open-mindedness. Okay, which is one of the reason why uh, a lot of young people, youths, you know, teenagers, usually through their twenties, they tend to have very high levels of openness, of open-mindedness. Right. They're open to new ideas and to trying new things out. You know, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with the 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 age, uh, sure. immaturity, wanting to explore. You're much more, you know, at that younger age. Those of us, those are those of us who are are more well seasoned. Uh, than than others, right? We we know that we're we are um, we are mortal. When you're sure. when you're young, you you tend to think of yourself as being much more. Uh, you're bulletproof when you're invincible. A kid. Yeah, you're, yeah. and so you're open to trying new things. Right, and there there's that naivete <clears throat> where the the world sure, has not absolutely. stripped that from you yet. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and so liberals tend to have to rank higher in open mindedness, and low in conscientiousness. Whereas conservatives are the opposite. Conservatives tend to be much higher in conscientiousness and much lower in open-mindedness. Now, what's interesting about that is if you're high in conscientiousness, those who have high levels of conscientiousness, they tend to, uh, to be much more successful economically speaking. Okay, because conscientiousness is a characteristic that lets you get along with other people, okay? And that serves people really well when they go into business, whether they're going into business for themselves or they're working for a company or something like that. The, the other part that goes really well with high levels of conscientiousness is those who have high levels of conscientiousness make for better managers. So they can actually run things really, really well. Liberals, on the other hand, or I should say those folks who have really high uh, open-mindedness you don't want them running anything because they're going to run it into the ground because they want to try and do everything. And they, let's try this. Let's try that. There's no sense of control there. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is you need both of these groups. Yes. You, you, you need both groups because the, the, the open-minded people, they're the ones that are coming up with all kinds of ideas. Yeah. They're your idea people. They're, right. they're great at that. They're coming up with new ideas. What if we try this? What if we do that? They're open to a lot of those things. They're much more um, open to risk-taking. Let's try it and see what happens. Those who are much more conscientious tend to be more risk-averse, but when you have something in front of them, you have that business established, they'll run that business and they'll manage it really well. But you need to have both of those people complementing each other especially in a, in a company, right? You, you, you want to manage, but at the same time, you have to explore and come up with the new products and services to offer your customers. Cause if you don't, other companies are going to eat your lunch. Sure. They're yeah. going to come you in be- and overtake you. You become stale. You become um, old hat, right. <clears throat> old news. Absolutely. You need your conscientious people actually running your day-to-day <clears throat> operations. They're, they're your, your operations managers, your distribution managers, and all exactly. those people that just keep your bit. They are like clockwork. They keep your yeah. business operating. You're in the black. You keep moving. Um, your open-minded people, they're the ones that go, oh my gosh, I had this amazing idea when I fell yeah. off my toilet and hit my head. I call it the flux capacitor, you know, exactly. and that's, that's, those are the people that take you to your newest and greatest. They're the, right. the Elon Musk type, Absolutely. you know, they, they, they come up with a great idea, but thank God they've got some actual conscientious minded people to be able to say, 
okay, but, and they're right. the ones that always do the okay, but. Right. Let me look at the budget. What do we got? Right. You know, how much resources mm-hmm. do we have? You know, all that kind of stuff. Let's, let's do some prototyping and, you know, just c- come back off the edge, right? Calm down a little bit, gear down turbo, right? They're, they're, yeah. So yeah, we have yeah, to, yeah. we have to kind of manage them. So when it comes to liberals, I love you for your ideas, but I don't want you running shit. I don't want you running anything. Okay. So I don't want you running the country. I don't want you running the the office of dog catcher, but I want you to have input into what the office of dog catcher does, because you're going to come up with some good ideas. You you come up with some great new mousetraps. Yes, absolutely. Some great new mousetraps. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> those that are on the liberal side, what they like to do when they're in power is they like to impose their will upon other people. Why? Because unless you think like them, then you're going to be in the wrong. And so sometimes I get in these conversations with people and they say, well, how bad could it really be? How bad could it be? If we, if we have these people that are going to impose their will on you, well, how, just how bad can that be? And I said, well, you want to talk about gulags? Cause we can, we can talk about gulags all day long. I'm happy to talk about that. (laughs) Right? And they're like, no, that's crazy talk. It would never get to there. I'm like, really? That's what they thought in Soviet Russia as well. Mm-hmm. But okay, maybe. But what about this? This is this is liberalism. This is scary liberalism here. And if you think that this is something that cannot happen in the United States, you are sorely mistaken. So let me let me share this with you. Okay. Because this is this is crazy. This is actually happening right now in China. All right. So meanwhile, in China, constantly monitored by facial recognition cameras that are able to instantly put a face to a name. Now the Chinese are also ranked. Teachers at this primary school in China know exactly when someone isn't paying attention. These headbands measure each student's level of concentration. The information is then directly sent to the teacher's computer and to parents. This fifth grader, whom we caught dozing off in class, told us his parents punish him for low attention scores. China has big plans to become a global leader in artificial intelligence. It has enabled a cashless economy where people make purchases with their faces. A giant network of surveillance cameras with facial recognition helps police monitor citizens. Students wear uniforms with chips that track their locations. There are even surveillance cameras that monitor how often students check their phones or yawn during classes. Experts and citizens alike are sounding alarms about various aspects of the country's huge push into artificial intelligence. These classrooms are laboratories for future generations. Oh my gosh. That's now, creepy. That's if you're creepy, not scared man. by that, What's it going to take for you to be creeped out? If, you, if that doesn't creep you out, what's it going to take for you to be creeped out? Well, and you know, this doesn't, it's, it's terrifying and it's ridiculous and it's shocking, but I, I, I guess I'm not, I'm not shocked. I, I, I know that's contradictory, but I mean, you know, look at, um, look at how many times we've 
we've said we're going to do something for the greater good. Anytime somebody says we're doing it for the greater good, that is like should be trigger word. Forget all the little squishy and moist and all those goofy trigger words that they put warning labels on at colleges. Anytime somebody says this is for the greater good, that is a huge trigger word that should freak you out. That should be keynote number one to turn Tuckdale and run the other direction. And it's funny, we've heard this is for the greater good, um, well, for the last six months. And look where that's gotten us. But the fact that we've got actually kids, and, and these are, those are what, second, third, fourth graders, maybe? I don't yeah, know. They might have like said that. in there, you know, something, and you've something. got elementary young kids who are in here wearing headbands to monitor their level of attention. And dude, be a teacher, pay attention to your class. I mean, you want to get on them about kids for not paying attention and you need artificial intelligence to tell you when to do it. Well, then you're just a terrible teacher. Um, but not only that, there's a, there's a line of intrusion here that if, if I'm the only one that really sees that you guys are crossing into a realm of invasion of, of privacy alone, that's, that's dangerous. And it doesn't stop. You, you know, one of the things that I, I, I don't think a lot of people uh, recognize is um, take a tweet, for example. Okay, a tweet, it used to be, what was it, 120, 140 characters, and now it's 280 characters. They doubled it. Are um, you legitimately asking me, or are you just talking? Yeah, I'm trying it? to remember off the top of my head. But yeah, oh, it used cause... to be, I think it was 120 characters originally. When Twitter first launched, it was like 120 characters. That's all you could type, right? You got to 120 characters, done. And they increased that about a year ago. They bumped it, they doubled it. So now I think it's 100, It's 240 oh. characters something like that, right? Um, and it seems really basic. You just have you know, a few lines of text and you tweet it and it goes out into the, into the internet. Um, but if you, if you were to, now Twitter has released various APIs. You can now, you can interact with their API and you can pull large swaths of data. A lot of people are doing this, especially social scientists are doing this now to look at how tweets correlate with human reaction or news stories and that, that type of thing. There's a lot of really interesting data that, that social scientists are doing in this space, looking at social media and how people are responding to various uh, events in real time. Now, you might think that, yeah, there's only 240 characters in a tweet, but in reality, when you start looking at all of the corresponding underlying data for every single tweet, there's over 200 data elements that are associated with a tweet, which is crazy when you start thinking about it. So, and you might think, well, what kind of data would they be capturing, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're capturing things like where you are, your location, your coordinates on the actual planet when you, when you make a tweet. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, you could you could probably be, be you could probably be convicted of a of a crime if you tweet from the wrong place, because they'll be able to mark your tweet where you were at that precise at that precise moment in time. Well, all right, but so let me ask you this: so I'm Joe Q Public. Mm -hmm. I don't use Twitter, and mm -hmm. or even if I do. 
you know, there's uh, location services on my phone. You know, if I've got a cell phone, it's likely going to be tracking where I am anyway. Sure. So if they're monitoring all this, I mean, what does that matter? Let me ask you, why should I care? Well, I, I think the reason why you should care is because everybody should care. What are they actually doing with your data or what are other people doing with your data without you knowing? I think, I don't believe most people un recognize how much data is actually captured in a, in a tweet. You know, they're, they're capturing not only your location on the planet, they're capturing places where you might be tweeting from. So they can actually capture the city, the state. If you're tweeting from a particular business, they'll capture that. They'll actually capture how many impressions that that particular tweet has made. So that that one piece of that one piece of data, that that tweet that you sent out into the internet, it's not done collecting data at that moment that you hit send because if people are going to come along and they're going to like it, they're going to retweet it. They're going to, you know, all these different things, all of that data is actually being captured in association to your original tweet. Okay. They're capturing copyright information. So if you put a link in there, they're capturing that they're capturing, of course, the country, the countries of origin. And you have to recognize that all of this is, is in the free domain. Right. So anybody who has any ounce of knowledge around APIs and how they work can capture all of this data about you and it can Matter get really, fact, go ahead. No, I, I, I actually learned about, this is a, um, a marketing, mm -hmm. um, scheme. So, well, not scheme. Let me, I'll back that down a marketing plan. Mm -hmm. So something I didn't even realize was out there. Let's pretend I'm going to target, um, a particular demographic of people, or I want to, here's a, I'll use this as an example, pure example. I want to look at trying to um, impress or get my name of my business out to um, orthopedic patients. Okay. So I'm just going to pick on that. I can actually target a orthopedic surgery center. Mm -hmm. And over a period of three to six months, I can find out who has gone into that surgery center, capture their name, their phone number, and, and, and potentially email if it's linked to your phone, which most people are, and start sending you information about my business. I can actually purchase that data, whether you were there as a patient or not, just as a visitor. If your GPS was tracked going into that business, I can target that location. And now I have your information, your name, your phone number, your email, and I can solicit you for business. I didn't even know that existed but it does. Yeah. And you, you, we talk all this, this talk about your um, doctor patient confidentiality. And there's all these laws regarding your protected healthcare information or HIPAA, if you heard about that, but I can easily go out and find out that you, let's say Dr. Ramirez went and saw your PCP two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I can, I can get that very easily. That's scary. Well, it, it is scary. And, you know, what people don't realize is there, there's the high potential for what's called social engineering. You know, there, it used to be that, that we told other people, hey, you know what, shred your mail. If you have important documents, you know, we get a lot, we get all kinds of important documents through just snail mail. 
you might get you get bills, for example, right? Uh, and and it used to be people would say, you know, make sure you shred that that data because there's no telling how people can can use that data uh, or what they'll do if they get their hands on it. Now, I mean, just imagine that you're you're putting out there your name, your address. A lot of those correspondence, those types of letters, bills, and things have your phone number on there. They might actually have your email address. Uh, some of those correspondence letters have social security numbers on there. They'll have your bank account information on there. Um, you're also talking about correspondence if you're getting uh, medical information, whether it's like EOBs from your health insurance company. Now you've got personal health insurance information that's out there. Now it's not all of it, but they're going to have things like you know test results or just the fact that you had certain tests because it's coming in as a bill or as an EO, you know, on the EOB, right? So now you know that you had a CT scan. You don't necessarily have the results of the TC, CT scan in there, but yeah, there's an explanation of benefits or, you know, and you've got the, the different tests that might've been run. So those are coming in snail mail. Um, and, and people have utilized, gone, people have gone through, there have been criminals that have gone through trash cans and pulled out pieces of mail and they've used that to try to steal other people's identities and do things with that information because now I can call up. If I spend a week rummaging through your trash, I could probably get quite a bit of just enough detail where I could pass myself off as you for whatever, if I'm, even sure. if I'm trying to get a credit card, for example. I, I heard of a, a, a gentleman and his wife up here who actually had their house sold out from underneath them. And they had no idea. Next thing you know, no they have a, a notice to vacate that you got to get out of your own house because it's been sold. Right. People, it, <laughs> people have, you know, there have been criminals that have followed other people on social media. And because we're so, we, we are so um, connected to our social media, there are people that tweet or post on Facebook every little thing that they do. They tweet when they leave. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm, we're leaving the house. We're heading out to the movies, or we're heading out to this party, or wherever. It it talk about just broadcasting that your house is empty. Yeah, yeah. And 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 criminals have used you know followed people just online, and then hey, they're not home now. Let's go break into their house. And this is the same kind of stuff that's happening even when you're tweeting. So people go on vacation, right? And they're tweeting, look at me. I'm, you know, standing yeah. at the base of the- Here I am know, in the Bahamas. Right. With you a know? selfie and everything. <laughs> right. And and now we can check all of that data. Even if you're not tweeting that you're in the Bahamas, they'll know that you're in the Bahamas because there's there's longitude and latitude, you know, data encapsulated within your tweets. They know exactly where you are. They don't need your phone. Right, so now you're literally broadcasting to the world exactly where you are on the face of the planet. Well, now you're not home, so these are these are reasons why people absolutely should care, and you should be thinking twice about. Well, you know, should I be on should I be on social media as much? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but you have to be aware that it's out there because if you're not, then there's no way that you're going to be able to protect yourself from it. Sure, sure, and you know that's not. So you're bringing up a very specific example of Twitter. Um, and again, not, not saying anything bad or negative necessarily about Twitter or any social media for that matter. But, you know, we're interconnected in our lives anyway. I mean, if you've ever gotten on your phone and looked for directions and hit the directions button, take me there, what are you doing? Right.
You back? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I got you. You got me now? <laughs> I, I lost like, you there for I lost you there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're like you were stuck on my I was own. on a like, rant too. Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> No, see, I think this, I really do think this is an actual ploy of yours. Uh -huh. um, anytime I start getting on a rant, this has happened a couple times. You know, I start getting on something and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to pause him for a minute and just <laughs> take a big deep breath. Let me just turn my Wi-Fi off right now. Click. Yeah, click. <laughs> it's a fake hang up. It's a fake hang up. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I was showing, I showed that video from China and what's happening there. And people might say, well, yeah, that's China. What's interesting about China, you know, and, and why they're doing that with kids is because, you know, in China, your, your path in life is pretty much charted from the time that you're a kid. So those little kids that were wearing those little head devices and were paying attention, you know, or tracking whether or not they're paying attention in school, that really matters in China, because if they're not paying attention in school, they could, they could get passed over. They could not be selected to go on to law school or medical school or engineering school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it, there's, it's so hyper-competitive over there because unless you, you know, there's, you don't just get to apply and do whatever you, it is you want to do. You get assigned to whatever your life is, especially if you're in the middle class. Yep. Yep. No, you're, um, you're, you're tested consistently from elementary school throughout your early childhood years and then you are basically assigned these are your options as limited as they are um and yeah if you're not paying attention well in school and you don't test very well you have the choice of dishwasher or janitor yeah whereas the kid who sat next to you yeah. your whole life um has the option of uh doctor or engineer so, you know, bringing, bringing all of this back, back full circle, you know, we're, we're now, we're now in this environment where when it comes to social media, where Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, they, they are coming down on conservative voices. They, they are, they haven't hit us yet. Um, but I think it's only a matter of time before that happens. But uh, if, if you are guilty of wrong think, and many, and these, these social media corporations, they're very left-leading. They're, they're not, oh, yeah. they're, they're on the opposite side of the spectrum from conservatism. Um, so if you're guilty of wrong think, they're going to shut you down because those of us who are, who are conservative and those of us who are speaking out, we tend to question a lot of the crap that we see out there. And, and if you're guilty of wrong think, you can't have people bucking the system and questioning. And I lost you again, didn't I? Oh, there you are. You're back. Hi. <laughs> high quality episode. Tonight. Very high quality episode. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. I have another topic. No for apologies you. for who we are. No, actually, just, here at the Fusion you know, Underground, just, we are who we are. Now you know why we had to yes. record on Monday. 
Now, yeah. <laughs> just think of all of the different complications we had just tonight. And then, you know, that was basically our weekend. Yeah. Exacerbated <laughs> by a lot. <laughs> so I'm going to play another little, uh, I'm going to play another little video because I, I really want to get your, your, your take on this. Um, actually, before I do that, okay. you know, we're, we're only, we're just a couple of weeks out from the presidential election. In fact, Oh, you got your vote by mail kit. I, I got my vote by mail kit. I got it today. I completed my ballot and and I uh, I selected, you know, I was able to cast my vote for Donald Trump and Mike Pence and uh, Martha McSally, even though I don't believe Martha McSally is going to win. I did cast my vote for her and I have this, but I'm not dropping it in the mail. I refuse. So on the... Uh, no. On election day, I will take it down to my polling station and I walk into the building exactly the same place where everybody's casting their ballots and I'll drop it in the, in the, in the box there, but it's filled out correctly, signed and dated on the backside and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and my vote will be cast will be counted. And I know I don't have to worry about it going through the stupid post office. And by the way, have you been keeping up with the, with the, the stories related to voter fraud? There have been With like hundreds and thousands of pounds of uh, ballots that yeah, are coming up in um, dumps in along the highway in everywhere, yes. everywhere, but where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Heard about that. There's like, there were like five stories just this past week alone. Uh, Ohio had a problem with mm -hmm. with over 50 or I think it was just about 50,000, 50,000 ballots uh, in, in Ohio, uh, hundreds in other places, hundreds of ballots are getting, uh, what, you know, being found in, in dumpsters. And like you said, tossed on the side of the road, this is becoming a massive issue, which is why I don't send my ballot through the mail. I, I, I refuse to send my ballot through the mail. Yeah. But I, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I, I won't do it. I mean, if, if, uh, no, absolutely not. And anybody out there who think, who still has any kind of faith in, um, in our mail system is, is just absolutely beyond me. I have and interestingly enough, um, most of these ballots are coming up for Trump. Isn't that weird? Doesn't that seem weird to you? That seems the, weird. To yeah. Me. The ballots, you know, it, it wouldn't be so weird if it was a mix, but when the ballots that are thrown away are all Trump related ballots or all Trump ballots, and it's, and it's that way over and over and over again, um, that stops being weird. Yeah, I get that. That was facetious. Yeah, I know. I know. But but okay. here's the here's okay. the here's why I'm bringing this up, right? We've got there are numerous polls out from all it doesn't matter from all kinds of different sort of USA Today polls, mm -hmm. Wall Street Journal polls, whatever, uh, Zogby polls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And of course, over the last week or so, the polls have shown uh, Biden beating tr President Trump by double digits, 12, 15, 16 per point, points in some cases. Um. And what's interesting to me is I, I see those polls. Now, we, the, in 2016, the polls said the exact same thing. You know, Hillary was double digits at sure. the same time. And we all know how that election went. The, the, the difference between 2016 and 2020 is in 2016, um, I really felt that Hillary was going to win. 
I didn't feel that from the media. I yeah. felt that from the people around me. There were a lot of, you know, I saw, mm -hmm. I saw Hillary signs everywhere. I saw people, you know, with sure. t-shirts and buttons and hats there was, and, there was an excitement in the air. There, there was, was, there was excitement in the base. There was, you know, the, your democratic friends or um, your liberal friends or liberal uh, acquaintances, even everybody was jazzed up and excited about it. And it seemed at least from the conservative perspective, it seemed almost insurmountable, almost overwhelming. Yeah, yeah it seemed so, very overwhelming. Yeah. And but this time, Biden is winning by double digits. And there's, I don't feel that excitement from the left. I, I don't feel no. any of it. And so this no, doesn't, I, I don't see that. This feels really, I, you, I'm not saying that Trump is going to win. I have no idea what's going to no. happen on election night. No. I have no idea. I hope yep. Trump wins. But if Trump doesn't win, I'll get over it and I'll move on with my life. Uh, it's not going to be the end of the world. I'm not going to like lose my shit. And, you know, you're not going to find me curled up in a fetal position in the corner of my office. Um, but I don't feel like those polls are telling an accurate picture of how things are going in, in the world. And, and so I found this video. This, this was just this past week. Biden came to Phoenix. He was here in the Valley of the Sun. And he came with uh, Kamala Harris and they, it was the first time that they were doing, uh, they were hitting the campaign trail together. So this was kind of a big deal. He came to Phoenix yeah. and well, there was, there was a, an event, a campaign stop that they had downtown Phoenix at the Heard Museum. I think it was at the Heard Museum. And well, well, look at this. Look, look what happened here. There's really not much to see. Um, I'll step out of the way, but it's kind of boring out here. So it's not your typical campaign, presidential campaign event. We don't see people rallying outside. We don't see um, signs or really much of what's going on. And I'm told by one of the Biden staffers, local staffers, is that they uh, kind of kept the details about the visit as far as the timing and the exact locations. And pretty much all uh, the people that we saw enter into the parking lot about 45 minutes ago were with uh, the Biden-Harris campaign and the uh, pool reporters. So you would expect to see, I mean, it, it, this is a pretty big event for um, the two of them to be campaigning together for the first time since the Democratic National Convention here in Arizona. We've established, our, our state has established itself as a battleground state. And so this is technically a big event, but not a lot of fanfare. So we're getting information about what's going on with these meetings from our uh, national course, uh, correspondent pool reporters. But from out here, you really can't tell anything much is going on. Biden. Uh, you think? There's nothing going on. There's nothing going on. There's nobody. There's nobody there. And so, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me back up because I... I from looking at this and now i've i've seen a couple of um of the biden events um or the biden gatherings or the rallies if you want to call them that um where there's you know two to three dozen people there in this particular video that you're showing i i don't see there's literally nobody there's nobody which which doesn't tell me i i think what you may have been alluding to there's zero excitement and right I, now i get that this looks to me like an somebody's getting fired i yep. mean if somebody on the campaign 
trail in that little group there, they're getting fired because they forgot to hit send on the email with all the details that's supposed to go out and blast everybody or whatever. They just, nobody knows the whole part of Phoenix down here from what I'm looking at. Nobody freaking knows he's there. I mean, they forgot to actually publicize it and send out the flyers and drop them from the sky or what they didn't. Do. I mean, but, obviously there's, there's, okay, here's the, here's the, here's the thing about that. I don't buy it for a second. Now the reporter said, Oh yeah, the Biden camp, they were, they were kind of keeping it to themselves. Why? What, what do you mean you're keeping it to yourselves? That's a, that's a bunch of BS. You're not keeping it to yourselves. You don't have an event and then just say, oh, well, we were keeping it from ourselves. No, you planned an event. Nobody showed up. And when you were questioned on it, your response was, oh, well, we were keeping it to ourselves because you, you can't, you, you can't, you were embarrassed. You were embarrassed because nobody showed up. So the only I response that you can have is, well, we didn't tell anybody about it. What? <laughs> that's, that's Hey, John, did you send out the invitations? Yes, I got one right here. What's the date on it? Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's next. I, I put next month on this thing. I'm sorry. Everybody got the wrong day. Um, I can, can I go now? I'm fired, aren't I? Yeah, you think? Okay. I meant October so, 11th, not I, November not, 10th. Not November. God. And so, yeah, they had to come out and go, well, we were a little, you know, kind of reserved on the details and we didn't get a lot of clarification because of the thing in the place with, you know, the thing, you know, come on, man. <laughs> now, now look at, now look at the difference. You had zero people. There was another, there was another Biden, Biden stop. Uh, I think it was still here in Arizona when he showed up, there was like 12 people there and, and half of the people were the press pool that are press following pool. him around mm -hmm. and there was a bus and there were there were just they they po they posed you know the people who attended they posed for this picture and there was literally about 12 people i'm not i'm not exaggerating it was about 12 people and but, i've seen those events yeah yeah i've seen those I, this i've never seen i've never seen this either this is this is pathetic this is the, that the fact that nobody showed up to this kamala harris biden stop is just it's <laughs> I, I maybe it was a bad location it's embarrassing it's embarrassing they, they should have gone to a mcdonald's it, there would have been more people but compare that compare that to this this is tonight this just happened a few hours ago this is florida let me reshare this this is florida <laughs> It's like two different worlds. Wow. It's literally two different worlds. And and yet and yet we're supposed to believe that Biden is leading in the polls by double digits. Well, and I've I've heard so many different theories about why the polls are this, polls are that. And and 
And you know, um, we'll take it back to 2016 and, and let's, let's just compare apples to apples or as best we can, you know, like, like you and I were just talking about when, when Hillary was running, there was a, I mean, so much enthusiasm for her and she ended up losing. So flip that around to now it could happen. It's very possible. And I mean, it's very possible that there is so much um enthusiasm and and people and excitement out there for trump yet he just doesn't have the numbers and and there's a lot of people who are just not excited but they're still gonna vote for biden and they still answer the pollingers questions and so that very may, may very well be the case but Absolutely here's the could. here's here's the one difference though between the between trump then and trump today trump in 2016 still had rallies like that yeah right so it wasn't like it was flipped where Trump was going and doing a rally and 12 people showed up. He was doing yeah. rallies that looked exactly like that. So here, here's another egregious thing. To me, this is this stuff that that is uh, that is damn near egregious. This was video that was shot today in Georgia. So this was earlier today. Georgia has kicked off their early voting. As you know, here in Arizona, our early voting began... Um, was it last week on the 7th or something like that? I can't remember. Uh, but early voting is underway here in, in Arizona. In Georgia, they started their early voting. Take a look. Uh, take a look at this. This is the line of people waiting to get in to vote. And it's going. And it's going. He's going to, he's stopping here at the stop sign. He's going to come and make a right hand turn. And you can see there's still people waiting. It's stretching like a quarter. Now, in all fairness, this this line is a little bit longer because of our observance of social distancing. So we and, do have and to, take to be that all into fair. <laughs> so, to be all fair, but but just the sheer number of people that are there. I mean, even when you even when you squish them all together and, and eliminate the six feet of separation that are between people, um, there are still quite a number of people here to vote. Good Lord. There's probably 200 people that are standing outside this polling station just to cast their votes. Now, I have no idea how these people are going to vote. I have no idea how these people are going to vote. Sure. Um, but I think the number of people that are, I think, I think, I think this voting cycle, we might see a tremendous number of voters than we have in the past. I think we're going to, I think we're going to see that now. Now, here's the crazy thing. This was actually tweeted out by Claire McCaskill. Claire McCaskill, for those of you who do not know, she's a Democrat. She's a, pro she's a prominent Democrat. Now, here's what she said. This is a picture of voter suppression. She tweeted out that video and said, this is voter suppression. And she followed it up with, why do Americans have to wait in lines this long? This is the line in Suwannee, Georgia today to vote. She is claiming that people are being suppressed to vote because they have to stand in what? line. No, this this is. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, I didn't see any of that until just now, so I'm glad I, you I hit just, that. Yeah, I just. But I, when yeah. I see when I see a line that long, I see an empowered American body out ready to cast their ballot, and they are they are choosing to stand in line because they want to that's a monumental 
situation. I mean, that is so, to me, that's inspiring almost that you've got that many people who are ready. They're like, I took all day off of work. I'm going to stand in line. Um, I don't care if I have to sleep in line. I'm going to the polls and I'm casting my vote. There is nothing more American than that. Nothing. Here's the thing with Claire McCaskill. Something tells me that she thinks all of these people are voting for Trump. I don't know if really? what it is about Suwanee, Georgia. Of course, if all of those no. if all of those were known Democrat voters, do you think she would have said that that's voter suppression? No, she no, would have I been think, celebrating the, the fact that there were so many Democrats out to vote. I think the argument is that uh, we need to do more mail-in ballots. And that's what this is, because her argument, I believe, is whether they want to vote for Biden or Trump is irrelevant necessarily. What she's seeing or what she's intending to see, which I do believe is a big part of it, you see what you want in situations like this. You know that you would not stand in line to vote. So you're if unless you are super excited to go cast your ballot, you're going to just go, look at this line, man, forget that I'm going home. And so in that way, that's what I believe she's trying to allude to is that people who are not excited and just feel like, well, I guess I'll get up off the couch and I guess I'll go vote. They're not going to stand in line to do that. But they are standing in line. They absolutely are standing in line, Mm -hmm. but that's the problem. They are choosing to stand in line. And so why isn't she celebrating the fact that so many people are here to vote? She has to understand that you can't get everybody through at the drop of a hat. I mean, come on, let's, do you really honestly think that at Disneyland there are lines because nobody has, nobody can get on a ride and that there's rider suppression? No, it's because you can only (laughs) process so many people through the ride at a given time. You can only process so many people through the voting booths. There's only so many suppression at Disneyland. (laughs) This is ridiculous. This is, this is lunacy. This is a made up story to try to, uh, to try to influence what people are thinking and try to piss people off. And if, if all of these people were voting Democrat, she would be celebrating this. If they were all standing out there with Biden signs and wearing their Biden t-shirts with their, you know, I'm with Kamala pins Here's another thing about Kamala Harris. Will somebody please tell me how to pronounce her name? Because I've heard Kamala, <laughs> I've heard Kamala. I, Kamala. I don't know how to, I don't yeah. know how to pronounce her. She's remind it reminds me of Muammar Gaddafi. There were like a bajillion and one ways to spell Gaddafi, and nobody ever, no matter where you went, his name was spelled differently every single time. Could somebody have gotten on a plane and flown over to one of the dude's palaces and said, "Look, man." Can you can you settle it once and for all? Can you tell us how to how to spell your name so we all yeah. spell it the same way? Can somebody fly out to California you know, and ask Harris how the I, hell you pronounce her name? I think that would be a great softball question that the press could throw up that she has got at least an 80% probability of answering. <laughs> so I think we should suggest that. <laughs> we'll throw that up for the press corps somebody just ask her can you once and for all here and now pronounce your first name and 
So just to here, put the voters' mind at ease. <laughs> yeah. Now, now listen to this. This is Joe Biden. This was earlier today. This was this morning. This was this morning. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. Whoa, 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 whoa! Proud out. Democrat for the Senate. Hmm? Time out. Sorry, I was going to ask: Is this mm-hmm. where he actually said no? People do not deserve no. to know the answer to the Supreme Court question. Okay. No, sorry, that's not ahead. this one. That's I'm not sorry. this one. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. For the Senate? I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. Okay. For the Senate. He's in Ohio. And he's running he as a... He didn't take his Namenda today. He's running as a proud Democrat for the Senate. And this is what... This is... Or, this, this, is a, this is another one. Watch these people's faces. Now, this is, this is um, edited a little bit more. This is edited a little bit more okay. to get some of the people's faces. Um but but listen to what he says here, and he says this with a straight face. I mean, why would why would anybody vote for this? If you elect me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. If you're in, if you benefit. Wait, what did he say? They're going to be what? raised, not cut. If you're in, if you benefit from me, I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. If you're in, if you benefit from that. <laughs> We got a lot of people going, wait, what did he just say? Your taxes are going to be like me. I'm not going to have you. Your taxes are going to be raised, not cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's call it a Freudian slip if you want, but I believe that's honest. But I mean, we heard, well, for the sake of argument, Miss Harris um, actually mentioned that in the vice presidential debate that the first thing that they're going to do on in office day one, I think she said, uh, to quote her would be to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. So that means, okay, everybody pay attention. Cause that means your taxes are going to be increased as of day one. How about, how about this video? The kinds of investment. Did you catch it? What, the horn? No. Watch what he does. He's wearing a mask. Watch. Wearing a mask and he pulls it down to cover his cough. The kinds of. He pulls it down to cough into his hand. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Well, you don't want to get the inside of your mask dirty. (laughs) <laughs> which is kind of the whole point of the mask <laughs> you know but have no fear trump did not handle the covid situation very well but joe knows best I, can you tell I, I i can't i can't handle it i can't handle it anymore because i there are the, <laughs> I, it's disgusting. I shouldn't be laughing. I really shouldn't. Oh my God. But here's the thing. 
and and this in in all honesty nobody believes that joe biden will be president and here's what i mean by that let me let me clarify if trump wins well then obviously joe biden's not president however the Democrats don't believe that Biden will be president either. And I say that because if you actually look at the legislation that um, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrat Party just put forth, they talked about um, creating a commission to basically say whether a president is competent to run his office Mm-hmm. so that they can invoke the 25th Amendment and remove him. There's been a lot of people going off the rails about how this is another attack on Trump. I don't believe that. I don't okay. believe that for a minute. Yeah. Um, what they are doing, I believe what they are doing is laying the groundwork and setting things up so that if Biden wins, they can literally remove him from office and have the vice president, Miss Harris, take over. They are already setting up a contingency plan, even if Biden wins. They know where he's at. It's been no secret. They know that he's not fit for office. Everyone does. And so they want to make sure that the quote-unquote smooth transition of power happens from president to vice president. And I mean, day one. I don't think that's what that's for. I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree okay. with you. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I. I, I think. Uh, I think this is another attempt at um, by Democratic uh, Congress people. Can you call them congressmen? Does it matter? I, I think it's. I think it's a ploy to try to uh, grab on to some additional uh, some additional power. But what I think it's designed to do, at least at this point in the game, is I think it's designed to try to get people to talk negatively about Trump. That's, that's really what I think it's, that's, well, that's, look, look at it this way. They have nothing on him. They cannot run against his record. Everybody knows, unless you're an absolute partisan and you're one of those people who are part of the problem, if you believe that Trump did nothing about coronavirus, if you're going to say that, that, that Trump destroyed the economy in the last year and you're not going to recognize the fact that there was a coronavirus that hit and it wasn't Trump who shut everything down but it was actually the democratic leadership of a lot of it was. a lot of yep. states and yes there were republicans that did it too that got carried into the bandwagon right but we had everything being shut down at the local level trump did trump did not force that to happen at the federal level so up until no, that point, no, and he's been fighting to try and keep things open or reopen in the midst of it all. Yeah. So the history, the actual performance of Trump is that he created the strongest economy the United States has ever had in the history of the United States. Yep, that's correct. And they cannot run against that. They can't. No. no. And have, and the only thing that they can point to is the is the downturn in that. Um, the only shortcoming in that economy that he did build up or build up, excuse me, was the last six months. Exactly. And the last six months were in response to a pandemic, which Trump never wanted to shut anything down. The only thing that Trump shut down, but and and at the 
argument and the, the ridicule of those same people who are criticizing him for not doing enough were the liberal Democrats. When, and he shut down travel to China and to Europe outside of the continental United States. That travel ban, as it's been called, he did that, much to everybody's chagrin or their chagrin, and they crucified him over it at the time and then turned around and said he didn't do enough. Which is, which is why they're trying to pin this coronavirus response on, on Trump, because if they're able to successfully do that, it's the only way that they can talk about him destroying the economy and trying to create a picture of, do you really want Trump back in control of the economy? Well, you know what? I do. He created the strongest economy this country has ever seen. I want that. I want that person back in there. Now, so good at getting back to this whole thing about the 25th Amendment, they can't run on his on his record. Have you noticed there's zero talk about illegal immigration? There's zero talk about it. No, none, none whatsoever. Mm-mm. No, the, the re- wall, that's a dead issue. The, the wall has gone up. There's only about five, I think it's like 5,000 miles left or 500 miles left of the wall that they're actually putting up. Um, and, and that should be up by the end of the year. And they're seeing tremendous value out of that wall. The, the border agents are, are, have stopped a tremendous number of illegals coming over the, over the yeah. border. because of, Now, is it foolproof? No, nothing is going to be completely no, 100% nothing's foolproof. foolproof. But it's one hell of a deterrent. It's one hell sure. of a deterrent. So sure. they're not they're not talking about that anymore. They're not talking about that. They can't talk about the economy. They certainly can't talk about about foreign affairs. You know, President Trump <laughs> has already negotiated several peace deals in the Middle East that nobody has been able to do in decades. Right, right. To the recognition of the Nobel Peace Committee, which he's been nominated for three times. Three times. Three times. It's insane. So if you want somebody heading up something, you want somebody like him running. You want somebody like him at the helm. You don't want somebody. In fact, there was a poll that just came out a few days ago that said, and keep in mind, we're in the middle of this alleged pandemic, but you had 56% of Americans who said that they are better off today than they were four years ago. Right. Right. And if you're, you've got to capture voter um, ex- excitement and you want to try and motivate people, you can do that with either capturing what everybody's ex- stupid excited about. And you have to be really excited about it. Or you capitalize on what everybody is pissed off about. And the only thing Americans are pissed off about right now is what's hitting them right dead in the face. And that's this COVID BS and how it's affecting their life. So if you can take that and pin that on the guy you want to lose, then you can motivate people to vote against him. And Because you sure is, as heck can't motivate everyone to vote for the other guy. Right. And, and so Biden was asked about that Gallup poll where 56% of Americans said they're better off today than they were four years ago. And here's his response. Yes. Uh, Gallup reported last week, 50, 56% of Americans said that they were better off today than they were four years ago would have been under the Obama-Biden administration. So why should people who feel that they are better off today under the Trump administration vote for you? Well, if they think that, they probably shouldn't. They think 54% of American people are better off economically today than they were in our administration. Well, their memory is not very good, quite frankly. And in addition to that, we have a president who doesn't share the values of most Americans. He's not very honest with people. He is flouting the 
the conventions re relative to public safety in terms of even now not wearing a mask. Yes. Uh, so just completely pivot. Notice that he just completely pivoted away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And in his words, and if you think I you're mean, better I'm off, sorry, then you should you are not fine. going... If you're not going to win over um, even 10% of those 56 percentile people um, with, well, your memory sucks then. If you didn't realize that you had it better under the, the uh, Obama-Biden administration than you do right now, well, then you're just an awful person. It's kind of what I heard. Right. You know, this boils down to, to, to a very basic thing. Most people actually do have it better off today than they did four years ago. Most people are paying less in taxes. I know I certainly am paying less in tax. I am paying less in taxes. Trump's tax cut went to over 80% of the tax paying population of the United States. The economics, the, the economic boom in this country is a real thing. And yes, it was impeded because of the stupid sure. coronavirus, the Wuhan virus that shut everything that caused politicians to freak out and lose their mind and start mm -hmm. shutting their economies down, which damn, which destroyed businesses. And that's egregious. And those need to be taken care of at the, at the local level, but those were local issues. Sure. And you know, the, the biggest part of that, that, that drives me absolutely bonkers. And I just got to take a soapbox for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Not yet. I mean, we were told we, the American people, all of us nationwide, every one of the, of our governors and our mayors and our senators, everybody said, if we just shut this down for this short period of time, and I mean, short as in even a month, you, we, we actually accepted going out a whole friggin' 30 days, shut it all down then we would get through this and it would be over. Mm -hmm. We did that. Not once have I heard a single solitary one of those guys come out and go, well, you know what? We did it. We, we screwed up. Not once have they ever said, you know what? We miscalculated. We missed the mark and we fouled it up, but we're going to fix it. And this is what we're going to do. Nobody's ever said that. And you know what? I would have a hell of a lot more respect for a single one of them if they would come out and say, we, yeah, we fouled up. We acted with the information that we thought we had at the time. We recognize now that that was all bumpkiss and we fouled it up because I would have a little bit more trust to believe that they actually want to try and get it right now. And I am not seeing that from a single freaking one of them. And it, it's, it's just, they, I've said this to you before and to all of our listeners out there, you've heard me say it. Don't double down on stupid. Everybody can accept you make a mistake. Everybody can accept you missed it. You got it wrong. Everybody does it, but don't double down on stupid people get really fed up with that. And I hate to say this, but most of you guys out there do not and still don't get that when you double down on this stuff, you're pushing everybody the other direction. And that's a big part of why you have people showing up at Trump rallies in the thousands, not the dozens, because you guys are doubling down on this stupid stuff and you're pushing everybody the other direction and they're freaking tired of it. It's just like what's happening in the riots and all this other crap. You guys are doubling down on a false narrative and the American people are freaking tired of it. 
Well, you're absolutely right. And with people, you know, the thing is, is most people are, they are better off uh, today than they were four years ago. Are the small business owners who went out of business because of the lockdowns better off? No, of course not. But it also wasn't Trump's fault. And Trump built that, built that economy the way it was. But the vast majority of Americans, the vast majority of Americans, look, if, if you're concerned because the Trump, because the president says awful things on Twitter and you are going to vote against him because you don't like his tweets. There's something psychologically wrong with you. There's something seriously wrong with you. Who in their right mind, who, who in their right mind says, you know what? I don't like the way, um, I, I don't like the way the, uh, you know, Bill Gates tweets on Twitter. So I'm going to sell off all of my Microsoft stock. You don't do that. <laughs> you, you don't do that. Right. Nobody does that. That's not rational. That, that's absolutely not rational. If you happen to own, you know, uh, Apple stock, are you going to sell off your Apple stock just because the CEO of Apple tweets off some, you know, some things that you didn't really care for? Or are you going to hold that stock because you know, it's going to make you money? You hold it because you're not an idiot and you know it's going to make you money. This is this is absolutely ludicrous. We have people that are willing to say, you know what? I don't like a strong country. I don't like a strong economy. I don't like paying low taxes. I really don't like the fact that the government leaves me alone. So I'm going to vote for the person that's going to do all of those things in the opposite direction. Because the other guy who's giving me all that wonderful thing and who's making my life absolutely fantastic in 2020, despite a stupid coronavirus outbreak that's going around, freaking people out, causing them to dance back to back, just simply because you don't like somebody's tweets, I'm going to vote for that. Uh, I'm going to vote for Gulag. Give me the Gulag. Give me the bring it. Because I would rather have a gulag. gulag than have terrible tweets. Are you kidding me? Yep. Yep. You and, can't be serious. I, You're not, not serious. It's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. You, I've, I've heard it and, and you have too. And it's not just from one person. It's this idea. Well, I don't like some of the things he says. Okay. So and? you know what I like? A lot of the stuff he does. Absolutely. A lot of the stuff he does for me and for my family, you know, um, we talked about an economy that's just, that was going absolutely gangbusters and you know, people, I, I, I don't, I recognize that a lot of people see or hear that the economy is doing well and they can't tangibly grasp it. And so I try to break that down into little bitty nuggets of things for people to actually hold on to because we can't see a bigger picture anymore. Everything's about just me right here in this little moment. Homeownership went through the roof. You know, interest rates went down. There were people actually able to buy houses that they literally could not afford the price tag on just a couple years ago. Heck, I'm one. Mm -hmm. I could not afford this house just four years ago, but I can now and I'm here. And it's a wonderful, and that's happening all over the place. I mean, you get, you get a tax cut that actually <laughs> means real money in your pocket. Um, I'm sorry, the Affordable Care Act was an abysmal disaster it was the largest tax increase in american history um and anybody that can't see that well i'm sorry you still got your head in the clouds but goodness gracious just eliminating the mandate alone put money back in the pockets of americans and businesses and that means you got to keep your job if you were in danger otherwise 
which there were people getting laid off because of those mandates. It's uh, anyway. Well, we'll have to see what happens. You know, the, the people that say that they're going to vote, they're going to vote against Trump simply because they don't like his tweets. To me, those people aren't serious people. They're not serious voters anyway, to begin with. And I don't think they had any intention of voting for Trump to begin with. Um, no, because there's, there's, there's no, there's no rationality to that. There's zero rationality to that. Um, it, it, there's nothing about it. There's nothing you can say that makes, that makes any of that makes well, sense. Well, and, and I, I, I've heard other people say that they're, they're afraid that if Trump gets into office again, is reelected, that we are going to see so much outcry and so much social backlash and so much this. And, and I, I'd say, so what does that mean? That you're going to not do that? You would, you would rather have the opposite, which is what? Well, are you well, recognizing okay. what you're actually, and, and when, is, how is that going to stop anything? But, but wait a minute, but, but wait a minute, okay. wait <laughs> just one minute. Uh, If you are out there, if you are somebody out there who says, well, I can't vote for Trump because of social unrest, (laughs) you're an absolute moron. (laughs) I'm just going to say you are a moron. You are an idiot of the 10th order. You are an absolute (laughs) ignoramus moron who knows absolutely nothing and you shouldn't even be voting. Take your ballot that you get in the mail and go over there and throw it in the trash because you should not be voting. Why am I saying, have you not been paying attention since March? Have you not seen 100 plus days of rioting going on in Portland? Have you not seen the riots that have been taking place all over this country? Who is causing those riots? Here's the thing. People are now saying, the press is now trying to say that those were right-wing activists doing those doing the writing for all of <laughs> <Right>. the <laughs> that The fact of the matter is that the data is showing that the American public is really waking up to that. And they're like, oh, you know what? This isn't working. Uh, our cause isn't getting the, the kind of attention that we want. Not that it's not getting attention, because it is, but it's not getting the attention we want. So we've got to put all the blame for all the bad stuff on the people we don't like. It sounds an awful lot like Trump's in, uh, at fault for the coronavirus. Go ahead. If if right-wing agitators were the cause of all of the riots in Portland, then please explain to me why a liberal socialist Democrat governor and liberal socialist Democrat mayor, Oregon and Portland respectively, did absolutely nothing to curb that to curb that violence. If they were absolutely right-wing agitators, do you not think for a second that the mayor and the governor would be up in arms and would be calling for everything under the sun to come down and shut the right-wing agitators down? If so, how come Kamala Harris herself was asking her was asking her supporters to give money to bail out the people in Portland who were getting arrested? Do you really think for a second that all of these liberals in Hollywood were wanting to want to bail out right-wing agitators? Yeah, no. No, absolutely not. No. So sorry, that who, ain't gonna fly with me. So why would anybody say, well, I can't vote for Trump because I don't like the civil unrest? You've got civil unrest now. So you're gonna allow your country to be taken hostage. You're going to allow somebody to tell you, if you don't vote for Biden, we're gonna continue to riot. 
you're okay with that, throw away your ballot. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be voting. You should not be voting. Throw it away. Just yeah. throw it. Just admit well, and, and, that you're a moron and move on with your life. Look at the concession we've made everywhere else. I mean, we we've got uh, the the NBA. When you, oh, that reminds me. I'm sorry. So the NBA was out talking about all the uh, social justice slogans that everybody could have and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the NBA got very wrapped up in um, uh, the, the social justice warrior front. Well, something's happened recently. Did you hear about that? Uh, their, their viewership has sunk to abysmal depths of decrepitude. It went down the poo-poo hole viewership has gone down the toileta and they the nba is making a 180 course correction and saying they're going to actually stop with any of their push towards supporting any of the social justice and we're just going to focus on basketball do you think it's even repairable at this point no i don't think it's repairable at this point I don't, I don't think it's repairable. I think, I think the NBA and I think the NFL are going to have to do some serious groveling to the American, to the mainstream American public, to middle America, to get them to come back or, or they're going to have to just yeah. play the sport as is for several years until the game improves just from, they can actually win that back. Yeah. Yep. Until people say, okay, you're no longer being stupid over there. Maybe I'll start watching. And, and I mentioned this long, long time ago, you and I were talking about it. I, I know a lot of people who are diehard football fans. I mean, they live, breathe, and speak, eat, poop football. That's what they are. That's who they do. Every Sunday, they're glued to the TV. I know people that they don't care what game is on. They're watching a football game on Sunday, multiple ones, back-to-back, -back, who have said, done, over, not turning it on. I'll go do something else. You know, I'll learn to play guitar for crying out loud. I mean, I know people that just, they are absolutely done with football. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm done with football. Yeah, I'm done with football too. I don't care about it. I don't care about football. I don't care about the NFL. I, I don't care about any of it. Um, I'm tired of being lectured to. I'm tired of being a customer and people and, and the company that is, desiring my business yells at me simply because I think differently than they do. That has absolutely nothing to do with the product that they produce. You know, I, I, it's something I learned in sales long time ago. Don't ever insult your customer for what they are or who they are or what they do. It's a surefire way to lose their business. Well, and especially and as a it, customer. Yeah. But as, especially yeah, if, as a if, customer of the of the NFL, NBA, any of those sports, don't don't insult me. But especially if what your customer is thinking is has no bearing on your product. Correct. If you're a conservative Correct. in this country and you're going to vote for somebody like Trump, that has no bearing on whether or not you play basketball or you play football. None whatsoever. Yes, you can correlate anything, but ultimately showing up, playing a game and me watching your product on TV or attending a game in person, it doesn't matter how I vote on election day. 
It doesn't matter how, what I think about with regard to taxes or with regard to early childhood education. None of that matters when I'm coming to your company to say, entertain me. That's it. Mm-hmm. And Americans are getting tired of being told they're wrong. They're getting tired of told of, of lectures on how they're bigots, they're homophobes, they're racists. Um, Americans are sick of it because Americans are not that way. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, we're being tired no. of being ca- called all of these different names so that people can win woke points. We're sick of it. We're tired of it. And we don't want to, we don't want to give that money to you anymore. There's other things that we can do with our time. Yep. Like you said, learn to play guitar. Yep. And, and, you know, as, as far as the whole critical race theory thing goes, um, I don't believe that I'm a demon because I was born white, but you are I didn't have any choice in the matter. It's just, and that, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm tired of hearing that. And why would I choose to turn anything on for entertainment value? that degrades me as a human being and literally tells me that I'm not human for it. I'm right. just not going to. And I don't believe the vast majority of the American public wants to do that either. Um, even if it was something where it's like, Oh my gosh, this is something I have to deal with now. Thank you for bringing that to my end. Help me understand so that I can fix it. It's not doing any of that because the whole idea of critical race theory says you can't fix it. So, so why bother? I mean, how it's much good. how much do you think um, the American public wants to get to hear that they're terrible, horrible, worthless human beings or less than human beings? And you expect them to what? Keep coming back to you asking for more? Sorry. Not well, this sorry. is this is this is remember, this is what's going to happen. You, you know, people are so concerned about, well, the social unrest. Very few people are being impacted by any type of social unrest that's taking place in this country because most of the country doesn't live in Portland. Let's just face it. But you know what we would have to contend with with a with with Biden and a Democrat controlled Congress, we have to deal more with this critical race theory. It emboldens those people who uh, are willing to cancel other other Americans and destroy their livelihoods because they happen to think differently on racial matters or they just don't think about race in general. You know, now in today's day and age, unless you're consciously actively thinking about racism in the United States, you are, you, you know, you, you can't be part of the club. Uh, it, it, everything is so race filled today. And it's all about who can be the most aggrieved that unless you're going out of your way to prove in every waking moment that you're not a racist, then you should be ostracized and you should be voted out of the club and you should not be able to make a living. And most Americans, I don't think at the end of the day, want that. And I think, I think that if anything, that is a reason to not vote for anybody on the Democratic Party, because that's more of what you're going to get. You're going to get more of that cancel culture. You're going to get more of this woke shit that's infecting our culture at all levels of the spectrum. You're going to get more of that. Who gives a rat's ass about the rioting? That can actually be taken care of if the mayors and the governors got off their asses and did something about it and actually invoked their powers that they actually have that were invested into them in the first place by their constituents who voted them into office. Right. Right. They can deal with those riots today. And it doesn't even matter if Trump or somebody else is in is in is in the office. They could deal with that. They choose not to. 
and they're choosing not to because of politics. And that more than anything infuriates me because the poor people of Portland are having to deal with bullshit because their mayor and their governor refuse to take action because they want to score political points against President Trump. That is egregious. It's disgraceful. And those people should be ashamed. Yep. And and to think that those political points, those little nuggets of influence, the, those elbow, elbow rubs, as you call it, uh, um, actually are worth more to those people in power right now in your cities than your lives. Because that's the honest truth. That is exactly what's happening. That's disgusting. Yes, sir. I don't think there's anything left to talk about on all that, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get you up on a couple soapboxes and you're out of breath. <laughs> we're we're going to have to do some endurance training for your rant, sir. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, what's funny though. You know, what's funny is, is I, I have a few, I have a few friends and I know this is going to, I know this will happen. Just if, a handful. Yeah, just a, just a handful. I have a few friends who are liberals, and mm -hmm. I know that if Biden wins, I'm not going to hear the I'm not going to hear the end of it. They're going to be they're going to be you know virtually teabagging me and rubbing it in and dancing on graves and all that kind of stuff for 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 the next few months to, until they get it out of their system. But here's the thing: if Trump wins, I ain't going to say shit to those friends at all. I'm not going to say shit to him. I didn't say mm -hmm. shit to him when Trump won the first time and I so badly wanted to, but I didn't. I stayed quiet oh, yeah. and I didn't say anything to, because I knew they were hurting. But I know for a fact that those same people will dance on the grave if Trump loses. And I think it'll be funny. Oh, I think sure. it'll be funny. Be, the, the, mainly because so many, so the, the liberal friends that I have, here's the thing leftists don't understand that conservatives really don't care. We don't put so much, um, we don't put so much of our being into our political leaders. We recognize them as the politicians that they are. And a lot of my cheering for Trump has been, has been uh, cranked up to 11 simply because I know it triggers people on the left. If leftists didn't get triggered so much, I wouldn't talk about <laughs> Trump hardly ever. But it triggers them. They freak out. Their minds, their brains literally melt and ooze out of their ears at the mere mention of the man's name. They get viscerally overcome flames on the side of my face. That's how they react to Trump. And so... To me, that's just funny. <laughs> On the side of my face. On the side of my face, heaving, <laughs> breathless. Yeah. Heaving breaths. Heaving breaths. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, I, I there's there there is a very stark difference between liberals and conservatives because you started talking about that, and and there's well, there's a lot, but you know, one of the things is I I don't believe conservatives inherently put all of their hopes dreams fears and in place into a individual person 
God, no. We, we put them into the ideas, to the uh, philosophies, to principles, to overarching, you know, those kinds of things. That's where those lie. And when yeah. you have a conservative breaking down over that kind of stuff, it's not because of the man or woman, right, but right. it's because of the, the, the belief that is those ideals that are being um, stepped on. And I, I'm, I can't say, you know, with a hundred percent certainty, but in my limited experience with some of my liberal friends, it's more individualized. It, it's, it's definitely the person, you know, um, and just like the, the people you saw losing their mind when Trump got elected, who were like breaking down, crying and screaming, oh my God, you know, and, and it, it, it's about the individual it has nothing to do with the ideals or the values or the principles behind them. At least that's my outside um, first take observation. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, liberals put so much of who they're, of who they are and their political yeah. in their, in their politicians that for them, when their politicians lose it, it says something about the individual and they feel crushed. You know, if Trump loses this election, I'm going to be bummed. I'll be like, ah, eh, that sucks. But I'll get up and I'll go to work the next morning. Or I'll yeah. come here into my office and work. You know, I, I've been down that road. I've, I've been there when Clinton won the presidency. I've been there when Obama won the presidency, right? I, I, I've been through that. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, that sucks. Bummer. I didn't want him in there. But whatever, life yep. goes on. Yep. And, I'll, and I'll do that when, if Trump loses. If Trump loses the election, well, then it'll be like, oh, shit, that's a bummer. You know, now there's no more pull in the chain of liberals for the next four years. You know, I can't, I can't, you know, flip them <laughs> off. You know, there's no more fun in that. So, oh, well, you know, hopefully they won't screw right, it all right. up. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but they, and they don't understand, they don't grasp yeah. that. They don't grasp that because they put everything they are into that person. They, and, and, and I don't yeah. understand why you would want it, to do it's that. It's an identity person. association. Yeah. I don't understand what makes yeah. somebody want it's, to put all of who they are into a politician, a politician of all people. Why would you do that? They don't give a shit about you. They don't give a crap about you. All they want is your money and your vote. That's all they want. They don't give a rat's ass who you are. You could meet them and shake their hand and they're going to forget about you two seconds later as soon as they walk away from you. They don't care. And yet so many Americans are just like, they salivate over these politicians. I'm like, why are you stupid? Stop with the stupidity. <laughs> right? Well, and and, and then... <sighs> true they'll forget about you they, they they want your money in that and that's the correct order your money and your vote because your vote get, keeps them in power so they can get more of your money because that's really the driver and and you're right they'll forget about you if you're biden you might not even you know walk off the stage before he's forgotten your name um it's just i mean how can you identify with with some of these guys to a point that it actually crushes you as your own individual identity if, if yeah they don't elected or reelected. And, and I, I'm like you, I was bummed, you know, when Clinton got elected, I, I was really bummed when Obama got elected a second time. I was yeah. like, how can we go through that yeah. for four years and all this crap? And we do it, we, man, are we that big of a glutton for punishment? Or are yeah. we really 
just trying to hope that if we do it twice, all the accusations of being racist jackasses as a whole, you know, in a group of people will go away. We not only elected a, a African-American president, but we did it again. That's how not racist we are. And here we are. We're more we're racist right. today than we were four, eight years ago. I mean, it's just. Yes, it's really ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I was bummed when Mitt Romney lost and I didn't even want Mitt Romney. Here's the. <laughs> I didn't. No, no. Wanted Conservatives him. were not excited about Mitt Romney. It was kind of like, really? Well, it, it was more yeah. that I had to deal with Obama for another four more years. It wasn't so much that Mitt yeah, Romney I, lost. It was just the fact that uh, I got to put up with this guy again for four more years. Great. You know, but really, <laughs> we get a, really? we move on. We move on. Yeah. And and we will continue to move forward even if Biden wins. But if Biden doesn't win, the meltdown, the sheer meltdown on the left will be atomic. It's going to be atomic. And for that reason alone, but I hope Biden loses. The meltdown has happened every time the social unrest has happened every time. We'll survive. It'll be <laughs> That's fantastic. not enough of a reason to go... Uh, I'm not going to vote for Trump because I don't want the country to get set on fire. What? Stupid. The hell's wrong? You're an idiot. Absolute moronic. <laughs> Moron. <laughs> All right. It's getting late now. I think well, we're don't mince punchy. words, Lucy. Tell us how we really feel. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Well, Good talk. We've, we've yeah, good good talk. So, uh, yeah, you've been listening to the Fusion Underground, and uh, that's what that's what we do here. That's that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> you got the whole gist of it, <laughs> from technical difficulties to Lucy Rents. <laughs> we are what we are. <laughs> that's it. All right. Well, for Jason Rat, I'm Manuel Ramirez. Like I said, you've been listening to the Fusion Underground. Please send us an email. Tell us how we're wrong. Contact at fusionunderground.net. I'm sure yeah. uh I, I'm sure we'll we'll no. People are too afraid to call in to to write to us and, and bitch about us. So Oh, don't do that. I I promise not to mention you by name in full. <laughs> <laughs>